Hello, and welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. So, how do I look? Does this look good on me? We sometimes ask people questions like this, don't we? One main reason is because we often will decide what to wear based on the reaction. Uh, That is a very simplistic example of what is known as the looking glass self theory. This is going to be our topic of choice for today. Now, the looking glass self theory is sometimes called symbolic interactionism. Here's the gist of it. We as people tend to base our sense of self on how we believe others view us. What makes this a little tricky is the fact that we perceive different people as each potentially viewing us differently. So what we're going to do is we're going to break this down into a few examples and see if we can make this make sense. Here's one. How do my parents see me? You're going to often know by how you are in their presence. If you were praised and given confidence by your parents, more than likely when in their company, you will feel confident and praiseworthy when you're with them. Uh, You may in that atmosphere feel pretty good about yourself. But what if you always felt judged or less than with your parents? In that case, we may immediately feel defensive in their presence. In the room, we may feel worthy of being judged, like we're supposed to be being judged, or just not worthy in general. Hollywood has covered this ground with mother characters, for example, ranging from being their child's champion to the other end of the spectrum where they tell their child, they're all going to laugh at you. If your dad was Gregory Peck in To Kill a Mockingbird, chances are your self-image would probably be way better than if your father was the Jack Nicholson character in The Shining. Here's another looking glass self-theory consideration. We talked about parents. How about our significant others? How, How does my spouse see me? Again, you are going to know often by how you are in their presence. The additional dilemma here, though, is that relationships can change. You know, do they love you to the point where you know that they do? Are they still attracted to you? Do you believe that they respect you? And do you feel that you, being you, can make them happy? See, if not, looking into that symbolic mirror that is that person is going to potentially tell us that we're ugly or we're inadequate or we're less than, especially when the initial rush of a new relationship levels off. What about the other extreme? If your other half adores you, accepts you, and not only loves you, but also really likes you, that's going to be a huge mirror that, hey, you know, I may not be that bad. 
think of the wife character alicia nash in the movie a beautiful mind she was her husband's anchor to hold on to for dear life as he was battling mental illness or or <laughs> look at any male lead in any movie made by the hallmark corporation if you're a lady and you have one of these guys usually along with their golden retriever they will become your everything and you will both conga line off into the sunset let's tackle one more we talk parents we talk spouse this is a big one too how does someone i look up to or view as a cool person see me because we do that with people we have people we're impressed by uh, see we much like in the other scenarios may be slanted in our objectivity here if we feel we will never be on their level we're fulfilling a role that we're giving ourselves i'm going to be honest with you growing up there were people who i viewed and some by all means i still view as being great people being really good friends but were people who i felt i just could not touch in the coolness department i shot for it but to me i could never hit it be it their style their popularity or their overall like thing they had a presence now granted these were and many still are my friends never did they purposefully make me feel this way they probably didn't feel that way but i projected an air of wonderfulness to them that in my soul i felt i could never reach what's crazy though is when people do the exact same thing to you this can make you feel pretty great <laughs> kind of like even though you're like that little Asian guy in the runaway mining car, but Indiana Jones still digs your company. I mentioned this before, and I will again. There are many examples of how we completely are perceived differently than the way we honestly feel about ourselves. Let, let me give you let me give you an example. I love the Managing Expectations podcast. I love the banter and I love the intellectual humor that Jeff and Brian have going on there. But what blows my mind is how most times when I am in communication with Jeff, he openly, directly or indirectly points out that in his mind, I am very cool. He makes me feel like the Fonz when usually I feel I probably are more like plain old Henry Winkler on a bad day. So when I do their show from time to time, I feel really good. I feel free to talk. I'm myself. Even with two guys that I feel intellectually tower over me, I don't feel inferior because I see myself in Jeff's mirror. The Simply Psychology website mentions that interactions with others serve to form self-identity in three steps. Here's what they are. Number one, people imagine how they appear to other people. Number two, people imagine how others are, thus judging them based on appearance and how they present themselves. And number three, people imagine how others feel about them based on the judgments they make. In all cases, 
one thing is clear. We often judge who we are by the opinion of other people, whether we realize it or not. Funny enough, we can pick and choose when this happens, either consciously or not. Uh, notice this example from the same article. It says, one's perceptions of others' judgments can be highly inaccurate. For example, on a dance floor, many who see themselves as being a good dancer may in fact be perceived as a bad dancer, but will nonetheless react as if they're a good dancer. See, while individuals' self-image is shaped by others to some degree, this only happens through the mediation of their own mind. Let's explain that a little bit. You see, people must depend on their imagination, either thinking how others may react or observing others' responses and then connecting these two interferences or inferences about the workings of another's inner mind. So this looking glass can sometimes have something draped over it when we have already made up our mind about something. So if I'm convinced I'm a good dancer and I've made my mind up, I'll just put a sheet over your mirror. Whatever you think doesn't matter because I've already made my mind up. But then again, if we're surrounded by people that are good and bad dancers, we may feel less self-conscious on a dance floor than we would if they were all great dancers. See, we may judge our ability or even our right to be out there dancing based on how we feel those out there may be perceiving us. Let's look at a few more examples from pop culture. Here's a big one. Rocky Balboa. Now, this character easily could view himself as a dopey guy with no future. But with Adrian as a partner and Mick as a trainer convincing him he has potential, not just as a fighter, but as a person, he becomes a champion and lives up to potential that he didn't even know he had. Or what about this? Did you ever see the Woody Allen movie Play It Again, Sam? His lead character gets a divorce and it affects him completely he starts seeing visions of, on one hand, his ex-wife telling him that he's basically useless, while on the other hand, he keeps seeing a vision of his favorite movie star, Humphrey Bogart, who has kind of become his mentor, his imaginary advisor, who always reassures him and tells him that he can do something. More looking glass self-theory takes place as he sees himself through both of their eyes and then has to try to decide who he actually is. To close, I think it's very fair to take other people into consideration when determining who you are, but just do it to a healthy degree. If someone loves you and they aren't insane and they have your best interests in mind, using them as a mirror can help you to men mentally straighten out your ties, so to speak. But projecting what you feel others feel is a dangerous game. Personal example, I remember playing music with a friend of mine when I lived in New York as part of a two-piece acoustic group. We were asked to play a party and we accepted. I remember torturing myself mentally that there would be no way that I would be cool enough or relatable to a New York audience. It was videotaped 
and it literally hurts to watch it because I was so unbelievably and noticeably self-conscious and it affected the gig. Fast forward, same time period, we played the exact same set, still in New York, but this time for a large group of friends where I was totally relaxed. I felt the friendship. It was effortless. I have some of those audio taped and I have never gone back and listened to them without feeling really good. See, not only did the songs come out better, but it just felt really great. The point, same songs, different projection. I walked in one room unconfident and the other fully confident because I made up my own mind in advance how each experience would go down based on what I thought the perception of me would be. So there's a balance. Yes, take the advice and the perception of close friends seriously. But no, don't pretend you can read everyone's minds. That's a fool's game and one where everybody loses, especially you. We once again have arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist that we hope will complement what we just talked about. Uh, we have for you this time around a Refresher podcast, the Looking Glass Self Theory Playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast, the Looking Glass Self Theory. So let's get right into it. Track one, song called So Good to See You by Cheap Trick off of their In Color record. Number two, Bauhaus with the song Scopes. Number three, a song by the Monkees called Through the Looking Glass. Number four, The Who with See Me, Feel Me. Number five, we're going to go to the Velvet Underground with Nico on lead vocals, and we'll go with I'll Be Your Mirror. Number six, Eyes of the World by the Grateful Dead. Number seven, The English Beat with Mirror in the Bathroom. Number eight, one of my favorite songs from the 1980s, You Take Me Up by the Thompson Twins. Number nine, Depeche Mode with See You. And finally, number 10, we have the group Amp. And the song is You Are Here. That is our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in the Refresher Podcast, Looking Glass Self Theory. Hey, I wanted to pass something along to you that I feel is really awesome out there. I've, I've mentioned it a few times before. Did you know that having a plant around can actually be psychologically good for you? According to Psychology Today, researchers have found that people who surround themselves with plant life and other forms of natural beauty indoors and out experience emotional and mental health benefits by just doing that. Well, with that, I want to tell you about a great company called Leafy. This is such a cool thing. Listen to this. They offer plants to help brighten your atmosphere psychologically. Don't get me wrong. This is not just plant sales. You can do that anywhere. Here's what they do that's unique. They provide a pot that comes with a wick and a reservoir. In other words, it makes your plant really easy to take care of. And they provide the plants and soil too, if you like. You can even give this thing as a gift. It's really cool. 
But here's the overall concept. Take it with you. It can stay with you in your car or at work or in the cup holder of your backpack. It not only creates a nice refreshing atmosphere, but can provide a pretty cool icebreaker to start a conversation. Leafy's entire purpose is to surround you with a unique and healthful character imbued in every living plant to, to make you feel good naturally, to vastly improve the quality of your home, your office space, and your next epic road trip. So go and check them out online. It is Leafy. Listen super carefully. It's spelled L-E-A-F-V-E. And you can find them at leafy, L-E-A-F-V-E dot com. Be sure and tell them that the Refresher Podcast sent you. We would like to welcome some new listeners to our show. Our demographics reports show that now we have additional listeners in Connecticut, this time in Hartford, Connecticut. Welcome to Refresher. We're very glad you're here. Guys, this show would simply not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you'd like, you can make a small monthly contribution. It can be as little as 99 cents a month. Just check out the support this podcast link underneath the episode description on whichever platform you're watching or listening to this. If you're so inclined, that would be outstanding and we would be super grateful and thank you to all those that are already doing that but whether you do or whether you don't just please feel free to listen and enjoy the show anytime as always the music that begins and ends this episode is by the band dive the song is called a day late and it was written by mr john Fuerte. but until next time this is chris levine for refresher the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a huge difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.